Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, October 12th. Tuesday night baseball, Tuesday afternoon baseball. I hope you enjoyed it. I mean, listen, a couple great games on the baseball diamond. Postseason, fiery fun. October is here. Kind of upset that the Astros wanted to walk off. Uh, I, You guys know my distaste for the Houston Astros on this podcast. In baseball in general, pretty exciting walk-off for them. They beat the Mariners 8-7. Phillies survived the Braves 7-6 on a sliding catch in the bottom of the ninth. Fun stuff. Uh, I, I did enjoy watching baseball. Had the kids watching it. A fun time. Uh, got a great guest on today's podcast. He used to work at ESPN. He left for politics on Fox News. His name is Will Kane. And we 100% did not talk politics at all, determined before, let's not do politics. Let's talk about a team he is in love with, the Dallas Cowboys, and another team near and dear to his heart, yes, the Texas Longhorns. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy the the Longhorns talk. Dallas Cowboys, him and I, we disagree on some stuff, but I think you'll like the talk. Really quickly, as there's not that much going on, I just, a, a quick note, I did bet two NFL games for this week so far. And the first one I already am regretting. On Monday night, like during the Monday night football game, you know, there's a billion commercials. I'm reading about teams. I see, you know, obviously Matt Rule had been fired. 
I grabbed nine and a half on the care on the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and then I see it's ten, ten and a half. It's a PJ Walker, blah blah blah. All of a sudden, I start to have buyer's remorse late Tuesday night, and I see this story that the Rams placed their guard David Edwards on injured reserve. He had two concussions in two weeks. And then there's this little nugget buried in the article. The Rams have started nine different offensive linemen. We're in week six. They've started nine different guys. And then you see this. When they sign a new guy from the practice squad to the active roster, it is a sign that maybe somebody's not coming back. Well, they signed a center. Matt Scura. Sakura, however you say it. Listen, guys. This Rams offensive line is a mess, and I have bet on them this week. The line now has gone with me. It's up to 10.5, which, I mean, hey. Somebody's betting them, and someone with some influential juices. Carolina is bad. They're they're going to get the new coat or the interim coach bump, but no Baker Mayfield. It's going to be P.J. Walker under center. I, this team's dead in the water. They're one and four. They're going nowhere fast. They have a trip across the country. I don't know. I I, I don't see it happening. And there's this weird thing that happens. The week after you play San Francisco, there's such a physical team. Teams come out of that game beat up. I don't have any anecdote. Um, I don't have any data to back up this anecdote. But just take a look the last couple of years. Teams that play the Niners one week, the next week, how do they perform? And And again, San Francisco is one of the most physical teams in the league. They just hammer you at the line of scrimmage. Let's see how Carolina performs. I think Aaron Donald will eat against this offensive line. I, I, I see, see the Rams winning finally with margin, but it's risky because this offensive line is really rotten. Um, that was the first bet I made. The other bet that I made uh, was uh, simply a speculative play, the Minnesota Vikings. I got them minus three in Miami. It's sounding like no to a, under center, it seems like we're still a little ways away from Tua. But then you got the Bridgewater situation, and maybe Bridgewater comes back, maybe he doesn't. I'm guessing Bridgewater does not play. What am I basing that on? Well, Bridgewater has a rich injury history. He was concussed, although he Miami media is really claiming that he did not stumble, uh, which is what the spotter saw, which was why they didn't let him back in the game. But I'm also looking at this fact. The league is cracking down significantly on players with concussions. Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to pass a ton of tests to play on Sunday. And if he doesn't, then I'm holding a Kirk Cousins favor by three on the road ticket against Skylar Thompson and a very beat up Miami Dolphins team. Unclear whether Teddy or Skylar Thompson will have the left tackle. We don't know about the status of Xavier, Xavier Howard, Tyreek Hill in a walking boot. This team has been walking wounded since that Buffalo Bills uh, game where the defense uh, was on the field, I think, for 90 plays. They are just physically drained. Nobody could use a bye week right now more than Miami. I mean, there's a couple other teams that are really— the Niners are super beat up. But Miami just seems to be really hurting. And, and they're. I just feel like even though they're coming home, is a Vikings team that I think has a massive edge offensively. I think they move the ball with ease. And, and, and Miami— Non-divisional game. Kevin O'Connell, intimately familiar with McDaniel, dating back to playing in the NFC West. I, I, I like Minnesota here. Minnesota has not won with margin, which scares me, but I, I'm, I, I bet the Vikings minus three. Because if it goes up to three and a half, I'm really happy with my ticket. At any rate, those are my two bets. Without further ado, let's get to this week's guest on the podcast, Will Kane from Fox and Friends. 
You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a special guest, uh, a guest kind of not totally of the sports world, but he was huge in the sports world before working at ESPN. He left there in the summer of 2020. I knew him because we were both represented by the same agency, and I would run into him at parties, and he's like a big deal. This guy's huge. Uh, you know, he's sparring with Stephen A. Smith back in the day. Now he's moved on to Greener Pastures at Fox News. Will Kane. Will, how are you, my man? What's up, Jason? I, you know, things are good, man. I can't complain. I'm not as good as my Jets are on top of the world at three and two. You know, we're not used to winning. But I wanted to bring you in, not to talk politics, but to focus on a football team that nobody thought would be four and one. Well, nobody. The Dallas Cowboys. That nobody. You live in Dallas now. That that nobody would include me. Yeah, that's why one of the um. One of the benefits of the last couple of years of the direction of my career is I've been able to move back home. So, yeah, I live in Texas again. I live in Dallas. I grew up outside of Dallas. And it's been a fun ride over the last couple of months because, as you said, nobody, including me, thought the Cowboys would be 4-1 and one under the guidance of Cooper Rush. I remember I was at the game <laughs> against the Bucks when Dak went out. And the truth oh. is that Dak went out was the least of the worries because what the worry was – how bad they looked when Dak was in. And so the fact that he went out was sort of the cherry on top of what I thought would be just the beginning of a terrible season. Yeah, I don't want to go uh, too deep on the Cowboys just yet. I do want to say, do you miss totally talking about sports? Because like you were a fixture on uh, on the show with Stephen A. Um, uh, uh, first take. And, you know, that, that was your wheelhouse. And now the Cowboys are good. Um, well, they were... They were good last year, uh, except for McCarthy's ineptitude in the playoffs. It cost me money, but that's neither here nor there. Um, do, do you kind of miss that, uh, you know, being at the worldwide leader and, and, and talking sports every day? Yes, I do. But and I'm going to give you a long roundabout answer on this, but one that I think is actually more interesting for the future. Yeah, I I loved my job at ESPN. I loved debating with Stephen A. Smith on First Take. I loved hosting the Will Kane show on ESPN Radio. And I loved specifically being around the group of guys, my producers and my cast on the Will Kane show every day because it was just a group of dudes talking sports, having fun, busting each other's yeah. every day. Now, 
I will say I haven't left the world of sports completely. Although I talk about politics primarily, I host a three times a week podcast, the Will Kane podcast, where I address some level of sports on every episode, whether or not that's the Cowboys, the Longhorns, my top five quarterback list. Um, but I will tell you, I will be back in sports in the future on a more concerted and calculated um approach in the not too distant future and here's what i would say about that and missing sports i think that the future of sports media is such that you don't have to be at a place like espn or fox sports you know now that i'm away jason and i don't i'm not literally in the building on a day-to-day basis it's interesting how my consumption habits have have changed I, i mean i consume as much sports as i ever i ever did right but I'm not necessarily every day tuned in to the latest bit of punditry. And sports has returned to really what it always should be. And that, and that is, it's just fun, you know? And I think the future with a digital platform content distribution model is going to be able to feed fans more of what they want. And certainly having day-to-day takes is part of the, part of the ingredients of what a sports fan wants. So is obviously live sports coverage. So is game after analysis. But I find myself these days, Jason, consuming Jersey Jerry from Barstool, who was on my podcast the other day. I find myself more attuned to what Big Cat is saying. I I find myself more interested in the guys that come at sports with nothing but joy. And when I do return to sports, and I think there is much more to be done entrepreneurially in the world of sports, that's going to be at the front of what I have to do. Fandom and joy. The biggest problem in sports, I knew it when I was there, and I can see it now that I'm not inside the beast, is that sports has left behind the fan. We produce content Mm. for each other. We do it, man. And Twitter's made it the worst. Every single one of us, and I say those of us who are commentators like you and myself, got into this habit where it's like we wanted to make sure. And I will say, Jason, I don't think you do this to some great degree. I think you are a fan. And I love sports, dude. (laughs) And I I see your content. And I do think your your content is very fan-centric. But I just think everybody started producing content, not just for other pundits, but for like the athlete. I just want to be accepted. I want the athlete to think Mm -hmm. I'm cool. I want to think jock sniffing stuff. A little bit. It became who had the right sources and who has the most correct information and who sees the most read in and who could get Mina Kimes high five in the hallway. And it all left behind the fan. Whatever I do in the future, it will be for the fan. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned Barstool. We almost never talk about them on the podcast. I've never had a guest from Barstool. I don't consume any of their stuff. I just, I miss them. But I also miss Bill Simmons growing up. Like Bill, I, Bill Simmons was never on my radar, never read his stuff. I was a sports fan who went to the mainstream spots, ESPN, Fox, CBS, and I would see their stuff and I would be like, this is garbage. Well, come on, you guys are way off. And I, that's when I started a blog and wanted to create my own thing and come at that from the fan point of view. And like, I got to be honest, uh, being like the number one Jets fan or whatever is kind of a badge of honor. People come to me every week and are like, hey, Jake, what do you think about this roster move? I'm like, listen, guys, come on. <laughs> Practice squad Jets. It's a little down the list of priorities right now. But I think you got a good point, Will. People have to love sports and not everybody does. Now, I know you love the Cowboys. That's why I wanted to have you on. And it's like, is there... Is there kind of, sort of, a quarterback controversy with Dak and Cooper Rush? And not that Cooper Rush is as good as Dak, but I think there is a small, passionate segment of Cowboys fans who are like, listen, guys, 
why don't we just keep rolling with Rush? I, where are you on this? They got a huge game this week against the Eagles. Jerry a week ago said Dak couldn't grip a football. They're not rushing him back here, are they? There is no quarterback controversy in Dallas. There is a small minority who <laughs> gets duped into the idea that a 10 for 16 game with 120 yards passing is good enough to keep rolling with Cooper Rush. Now, the only argument that I sort of kind of a little bit like to hear is the completely unquantifiable argument of the hot hand. Just don't jerk them. Oh, jeez. But I don't buy it. It's the only one I like a little bit. And I go, huh, that's interesting. I believe in momentum. I believe in the hot hand. I believe in all that non-sabermetrics, you know, influence within sports. But that being said, there's not a single thing that Cooper Rush does that Dak Prescott doesn't do better. There's just not one thing that you would say, yeah, Cooper Rush is better than Dak Prescott. How How about this? How about this? How about this, Will? Four games in. Cooper Rush, zero turnovers. That's one thing he does better than that. He does not fumble the football. He does not throw interceptions. Now, he's limited, but not turning the ball over is a huge win. You're not giving your opponent great field position. I don't want to say Dak's loose with the ball, but, you know, he, he commits a lot of t- turnovers and makes some bad throws and fumbles in the pocket. Now, there, there's luck involved, obviously, but if let's say you bring Dak back this week. And he fumbles on the second drive. Yeah, Cooper Rush doesn't fumble. And and now you got that. So I, I guess I'm kind of with you. Let's ride Cooper Rush, not rush Dak back. There's a long season marathon, not a sprint, right? So here's what I think about that potential mistake from Dak Prescott. And I'll make this bigger than the Cowboys because not every one of your listeners cares about the Cowboys. So I would apply this to your New York Jets as well. So outside of Patrick Mahomes, and maybe Aaron Rodgers. Every single quarterback does better when he has a bit in his mouth and reins at the back of his neck. In other words, every single quarterback does better when he's put inside of a system that asks him, hey, man, keep it in fourth gear. Don't don't get it up to fifth gear. And, and I saw Tony Romo go through this. When Tony Romo was amazing and would make incredible plays, but then inevitably make that terrible play that lost the game. And then along comes DeMarco Murray in roughly 2014, and they start running the ball, you know, 30 times a game. And all of a sudden, Romo's incredibly efficient, doesn't turn the ball over, and they look like a championship-level team. You know, this famous story that I love is that Tom Brady, when he was young, was running the offense in practice with Charlie Weiss, and Brady, the, the, the first read, number one read was a 10-yard out. And Brady passed it up and took like a 25-yard chunk play. And they blew the whistle. And Weiss was like, what the F are you doing, Brady? You know, and, and yells at him. And Brady says, I took the bigger play, coach. I saw that he was open. And then Weiss takes his whistle off and throws it at Brady and says, if you want to be the coach, be the coach. Otherwise, take the play and read the progression the way I tell you to do it. Take the profit. So... I think that's the way most quarterbacks are best, Jason. I think Zach Wilson needs to have the reins pulled. I think he is really good, by the way. I think Zach Wilson will end up being very good if he doesn't – if he's not allowed to just be in fifth gear all the time throwing interceptions. So Cooper Rush has been like in second gear. He's had a really conservative game plan. They've run the ball, and they said basically execute it, throwing it to your first read. Dak was one time like that. When he first took over in 2016, that's the quarterback he was. And over time, he's been allowed to just 
let his freak flag fly and 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 put it into fifth gear and he makes more mistakes. I would like to see him get the same game plan as Cooper Rush. And instead of being in second gear like Rush, let Dak go to fourth gear. And I think you got a really good team with a really good quarterback. Can you get to the playoffs with a quarterback in second gear? And then the follow-up is, okay, if you can, can you get to a Super Bowl with a quarterback in second gear? And if you say you can, I want to hear the guys who have done it. Outside of Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. <laughs> you had the caveat. Early Brady. Early Brady. I, I want to let that marinate for a minute, but it, probably you're right. The first years of Brady, total game manager coming in for Bledsoe. Um, that was 20-ish years ago. Anyone since then? No, and I'm not convinced that that's the best way. I'm not saying that's what you want to do. And I don't want a quarterback who is constantly managed into second gear. That's why I'm ready to move to Dak Prescott because he can go okay. third and fourth gear. I just don't want him going all the way to fifth is my point. And by the way, if you're going to do it, if you're going to be Trent Dilfer or early Brady, you obviously have to have an elite defense. And I do believe that the Dallas Cowboys this year have an elite defense. Hmm. So let's let's look at this from a negative perspective. Well, I'm a positive guy, but I want to get negative for a second. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So they're 4-1 with Cooper Rush. I haven't heard you say Mike McCarthy's name once. You know, if they get back to the playoffs, McCarthy ain't getting fired. You know Dan Quinn looking for jobs heavily last year. He's going to try like hell to get the Carolina job. Um, What other jobs are going to be? There's going to be other jobs open somewhere. Um, I, I just wonder... Is this Cooper Rush and Dak get into the playoffs? You're going to be stuck with McCarthy. Where are you on Mike McCarthy? He's getting like no credit, Will, for being four and one. He's getting nothing. It's all, oh, the defense, Cooper Rush. Nothing for McCarthy. He should be getting credit. He's winning with, okay. I mean, he hired Dan Quinn and he he's winning with a backup quarterback. I, I, he should be getting credit. And I can't wish for failure so that I can move <laughs> to a different, or even a coach that's already inside the building, inside like Dan Quinn, which, I imagine if the Cowboys moved on from McCarthy, they would push all their chips in the middle of the table to try to get Sean Payton. No, I'm 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 good with McCarthy. I don't love McCarthy, but he he deserves more credit than he's getting on the national scene. Where are you on Jerry Jones? I don't know of any other owner in the league, Will, who comes out and just tells everybody what's up with the quarterback, Dak Prescott's injury, like instantly. I don't know any other owner who does radio hits. Um, we know he loves the spotlight, but the dude is, what is he, 82? Will. Hasn't been to a Super Bowl in like 27 years, and he's got to be one of the primary reasons. Where are you on Jerry Jones? I know you're in Dallas. I don't want you to come down too hard on Mr. Dallas. Well, I've gone back and forth on Jerry. There was a time when I would have said that um, I love Jerry, and that all I ask of my owners is that they they 
they give a shit, that they care. And I had several of those in Dallas, in Mark Cuban and in Jerry Jones. You just don't want to get stuck in a situation where you have an owner that doesn't care if you win or lose. And far too many franchises and all too many sports have that owner. I know I don't have that in Jerry. But I also want to acknowledge this, Jason. And you, you, you study sports, you read sports, you think about sports in the same way that I do. There's clearly a culture that, that is bothersome about the Dallas Cowboys, and it exists because of Jerry Jones. When you change out every other component, but yet the culture remains, it's clear what the through line is, right? I mean, you've changed the quarterback, you've changed the offensive coordinators, you've changed the head coach. There's one thing that's constant, and that is Jerry Jones. And it's created a culture, I think, of lack of accountability. And I think culture is fascinating. I will say I just had this conversation on my show on the Will Kane podcast with Joel Klatt about Wisconsin. Isn't Wisconsin fascinating? Coach after coach after coach that has changed. And yet they're always good. Not so much this year, but they're always good. That's a job that's open, by the way. Always good and always with the same identity. Always the same path. So it's culture. And it's really fascinating how you can create a culture that exists no matter how many components you change out. Like Alabama. You can change out every component but one, every one of them, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, quarterbacks, recruiting classes, Saban remains. I don't know. I think culture is fascinating, and there's not the best culture in Dallas with the Cowboys. What is their culture or identity now? And I, I, and then I have a follow-up on whether or not identity is a little overrated in 2022, but do they have one? I think if there's an, the culture and identity is to be distracted by the shiny things in life, you know, <laughs> attention and fame and sellouts and ratings and top five games every year, every ratings chart the NFL puts out, who's in it? At least three to four, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Get caught up in America's team without winning America's championship. My theory was that they became, quote unquote, America's team because in the mid-90s, they rose just as the internet came to be. Uh, I'm sorry, not the internet. Cable TV, obviously, was rising in the um, in the early 90s. I only got it when I, in like 91, I think. And then the internet came around like 95, 96. That's when I first got on the AOL dial-up. So you combine cable, internet, nationwide audience, and the Cowboys had won, I think, three Super Bowls in four years or something insane. And that's the only reason they're really America's team. Is that something you buy into or no? Well, you're close. You just don't go far back enough in history. So the origination of America's team is from the 1970s with Tech Schramm, the Dallas Cowboys. And they yeah. before my time. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we're a marketing machine down to the uniforms. Have you, do you know this, Jason? So if you ever look at the Cowboys uniforms, they don't make any sense. Like the silver in the helmet and the silver in the pants don't match. The blue in the <laughs> helmet. Hey, look, the blue in the helmet and the blue on the jersey, the numbers on the, when they're wearing their whites, it doesn't match. This is a, the number in their jersey is a royal blue. In their helmet, it's the navy blue. The helmet's a true silver. The pants are this like seafoam space green silver. And all of it was designed for black and white television in the 70s. So they would pop. The whole thing was designed so they would scream off the television. And the America's team was a marketing, marketing scheme put together. It's why they're in the NFC East. They wanted the Cowboys. When they, re, when they reorganized the NFL, there was no way the Cowboys were leaving those big East Coast markets of New York oh, and Washington, wow. Philadelphia. This whole thing was, was ingenious before Jerry Jones and before Internet and cable. And they got more mass uh, broadcast distribution from the 70s forward and became America's team. And they won. Wow, I did not and, even know that. about and, the- and they won. And they had, by the way, Rodgers yeah. Staubach, who was like America's quarterback. 
Yeah, a little before my time. But oh, so back to identity. It's interesting because you look around the league and like then you, you know, a couple teams have identities. Pittsburgh, very blue collar, tough. We're going to play defense. Oh, basically all those AFC North teams. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, kind of a finesse, uh, up-tempo deal. But like, Will, you and I in, in, in media, I think like identity is a little bit kind of sort of overrated. Only because when we started out 20 years ago in media or whatever, it was like newspapers. And then guess what? If you were still in newspapers, you know, you kind of were in trouble. Magazines popped for a minute and then uh, blogs and then social media. You've got to kind of constantly be reinventing yourself in some way, shape or form. Podcasts, sports gambling, you've kind of got to evolve all, all the time. And that's why I don't know. Is identity a little overrated um, in sports as well? So that's interesting. Um so first on the, on the way you applied it sort of on an individual basis within sports, those old school identities that you described were fashioned and created through limited distribution needs. So you could fake it, man, because there was only so many newspapers, only so many broadcast television, um, stations. So you created this image, right? This is who you are. And you put it forward. Whoever that was could have been Matt Lauer. It could have been Bob Costas. It could have been Jim Rome. And you gave the public one version I think the, the, the current modern day identity is the only currency is authenticity and you have to give everyone all parts of you in as many and every mechanism as possible. Like Jason McIntyre has to be on podcast, radio, television, digital, everywhere. And like we talked about earlier in there, like I want to see your Jets reaction at the end of the game that, because I want to see your true, authentic investment in the same way the fan is. Um, but you're right. You have to reinvent yourself. Um, and, and every person who's managed to stay relevant has done so over a longer period of time. Is it the same thing for franchises and programs? We're about to find out with the example I used earlier with Wisconsin. Can they stay with that identity? And, and by the way, that identity or maybe the recruiting base, for example, keeps them from being a national championship contender and puts their ceiling, you know, at eight and four at nine and three as a big in West champion, you know, we're about to find out if they hire somebody else with a different idea. Nebraska tried it. Nebraska went the (laughs) way of its identity and it was a miserable failure. It was, Uh, but look at the Patriots will. So when Brady started out game manager, right. Then they went to the running game. Was it not, was it Corey? uh, What's his name? Uh, They had a running back who was a thumper. They rode that. Then they went to the two tight ends with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Then they pivoted to Randy Moss. Then it was the slot receivers with Welker and and Edelman and and, um, the other little white guy who runs around. I forget his name. But like they've constantly reinvented themselves. So their identity changed as kind of the roster or the league evolved, right? So yeah. I don't know. Would you would you agree that the smart teams and like you said, if you want to stay relevant, kind of constantly got to be reinventing? Yeah. So so Corey Dillon, by the way, Corey Dillon. Thank you. And um, the other example that that gives you gives your argument all the credibility is Alabama. I mean, the change between like, what is it? 2010 and 2020 is drastic. I can't, yeah. it is, I think it was like the 14 or 15 national championship game when they lost. I don't remember the exact year when they lost to Clemson for the first time. And they say Nick Saban went home and goes, I can't play football the way we've been playing anymore. I got to play different offense. And I think that's when we hired Kiffin. But um, yeah, you got to evolve. But see, th- so the trick is, and, and nobody wants to hear this. You know, I can almost hear, I don't know that Coward would ever do this segment, right? Although he's an insightful guy and always wants to find it the truth. It's a boring answer. The secret to life is like stoicism and moderation. 
right? That's the answer to life. Not too much of any one direction or any one thing. And so you, you want to evolve like the Patriots and like Alabama, like you just said, you don't want to be stagnant, maybe like Nebraska was or Wisconsin is, but you also can't be constantly in this search for change for sake, for the sake of change. I give you one of my other passionate teams and that's the Texas Longhorns who I think are now on the right path and they're going to be amazing. But you know, for, from Mac Brown to Steve Sarkeesian, it was, it was constant change and turnover and the through line being, um, a culture again. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe the culture didn't evolve. Maybe it was stuck. Maybe that was a culture of lack of accountability. Um, but in change and churn was just the surface level problem. Who was the guy that got from Ohio state who everybody thought was going to be good? Tom Herman. Was he from Herman? That's right. What on earth happened there? Well, Tom Herman went to Houston, um, after Ohio state. I think you're talking about the coach, Tom Herman, right? Yeah. Herman Herman. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then he came in and, and you know what, the funny thing is Herman had a winning record and won four bowl games, but Texas expects to be Alabama and they might, they might now be because the other guy they got from Ohio state is Quinn Ewers, the quarterback, which yes. I'm telling you right now will be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. will win the Heisman trophy and Quinn Ewers. Wait, 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 wait. I don't care how, when is it, when is this happening? He will be a top quarterback in the NFL. I'm confident. I, I thought Arch Manning was coming in next year. Well, Arch is going to have to sit behind Quinn Ewers. Quinn, wait, wait, are you serious? No doubt. And Arch knows it, and so does Peyton and Cooper. Hold on. Will, Will, Will. Okay. I was just going to say, oh, we'll wrap up on Texas. Will, Arch Manning, the number one recruit in the country who allegedly was getting NIL offers in the uh, high seven figures from everybody, is going to go sit behind Quinn Ewers? No, that he's going to redshirt. He's going he's gonna to redshirt and then sit a year behind Quinn Ewers. And by the way, the, man, I, the Mannings know this, and they're cool with it. That's what they want. They want him to redshirt a year. They, they, I, they, they don't think he's quite ready. Look, however big of a recruit Arch is, Quinn was bigger the year before. So he was – Quinn is in the vein of Trevor Lawrence and a Andrew Luck, that level of quarterback recruit. Everybody in Ohio State for three months got a million dollars in NIL – and then transferred back to Texas. He's really a true freshman, but he's a, he's a red shirt freshman on the books, you know, and he is the most, if you get a chance, Jason, watch a game. He's the arm talent is Patrick Mahomes esque. It's just so easy. So, so accurate. So powerful. I'm telling you, I'm not, this is gushy. I, I gotta be honest. I, you guys can't see him on the zoom, but he's like more excited than the Cowboys talk. Did you go to UT? I went to law school at UT. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Were you there when Vince Young was tearing it up or no? I'm a little older than that, but yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I didn't know. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Will, a young guy. All right, Will Kane. Um, Will, you're on TV a lot, Fox News. What What else you want to promote here? Check me out on Fox and Friends on the weekend, the Will Kane podcast, three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And check me out on Twitter. I'll react to lot games live and, and Instagram as well. Yeah, IG. All right, Will. Uh, thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jason. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.